Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. 
welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Wednesday. Tonight is Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Tonight is, like I said, tonight again, it is Wednesday. Tonight is Thursday. Excuse me for saying Wednesday. December the 7th, 2017. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study where Dr. Alfred Moore will preach the unadulterated gospel to you. He will give you what best is saith the Lord tonight. We are in the Apple Valley Studio with Dr. Alfred Moore. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. On the show, we will pray for you. We will preach and teach to you the unadulterated gospel. Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore will give it to you on uncut. Now it's time to preach and teach like nobody can. All you have to do is listen and learn. God is on the move. He's the only one that can do it for you. Listening to these messages can help you have a better understanding of the Bible, the Holy Bible, which stands for He Only Loves You. Basic instructions before leaving earth, all those in radio land. God only loves you. The basic instructions before leaving earth, that's what the acronym is for Holy Bible. God can and will bless you. If you let him, just let him in. He will be there for you instantaneously. God tells us not. Hear me out, ladies and gentlemen. When you need God, he's there, always on time when you need him. And when you think he's not there, he's there from the moment you wake up to the time you go to sleep, when you're asleep. No matter what you need to do, God is always on your side. What does he want us to do in return? Give him the praise. Give him the attention that he needs. And remember, God is a jealous God. He don't want you to put anything or anyone before him because God won't give you everything you need. You just have patience and faith, the grain of a mustard seed. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight you will be able to learn from God's word because God is putting on the heart of Dr. Alfred Moore. To do what? Preach and teach it to you better than nobody else I know. I don't know anybody who can do greater. I've heard a lot of ministers, and they all do well. Dr. Moore, he does extremely well. He belongs to the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, located at 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. If you need a church home and you're in the L.A. area, go there, 1130 a.m. Him and his congregation are giving God all the praise that they can ascertain, giving God their all and all every single Sunday and all the time. So if you don't have a church home, Please, our doors are open. We're great for all nations. We accept any race and nomination. We accept everyone. We love everybody. Our focus on the show and in our church is so salvation. Nothing less. We always want more. We always want the more souls to come to Christ. That means that we did a job well done. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. God bless everybody. God bless you tonight in Radio Land, and God bless my announcer tonight. Praise the Lord. She's inspired by the Word of God, and so am I. We're here tonight, amen, to come to you to bring you food for a thought tonight. Amen. You can be blessed, amen, by hearing the Word of God tonight. And that is our endeavors, amen, is to try to bring to you, amen, something that your soul can feast on, amen, from one week to another one. 
Tonight we're going to pick up, amen, where we left off on last week, amen, and I just can't help from saying amen, all of those that is in Radio Land, let us stay prayerful and remember each other. Our world is going through a crisis at this time, and let's remember God's people everywhere. Romans, amen, the sixth chapter, verse one through six. I'm just going to refresh your memory by reading a few of the following verses and Colossians chapter two, ten through thirteen. And it reads as thus, amen, in Romans 6 and 1 through 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Now, Paul is talking to the believer. Paul is talking to somebody that has been redeemed from their sin. And he asks them the question, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? This is the meaning of a direct attention. Shall we continue in sin after the Lord did so much for that grace may abound? Just because grace is greater than sin, it doesn't mean that the believer has a license to go in sin. This is what Paul is trying to tell us tonight. Just because grace is greater than sin, and, and the Lord will forgive us for our sins, we have no license to continue in sin. Matter of fact, I say amen tonight. No believer want to continue in sin after God can wash them of the filthiness of the flesh. No believer that really loves the Lord want to rest in sin, not after the Lord has set them free. God forbid, President Paul answered to the question, always with the thought, let no such a thing occur. Don't, 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 let, don't let no such a thing occur in your mind after the Lord done wash you with his blood. How shall we that are dead to sin? We are dead to sin. Live to sin nature. If we are dead to sin, how can we live to sin nature if we don't die to sin? Live any longer therein. This portrays what the believer is now in Christ. If we are in Christ, we are dead to sin. Because there is no sin in Christ. Verse 3, know ye not? Open up your mind. Don't you know these things? So many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ. Listen, we were baptized into Jesus. We were baptized into Jesus. Plainly says, amen, this baptism, amen, is into Christ and not to water. We were baptized to Jesus, not to water, but into Jesus. Where baptism uh, is his death, we were baptized 
to be baptized unto his death. That when Christ died on the cross, in the mind of God, we died with him. In other words, he became our substitution. He paid the price for all of our sins. Now, why should we want to continue to live in sin when Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins? I'm talking about to believers now. Because everybody that thinks they believe the Lord, amen, and so many scriptures, as you know, what to, uh, be witness of that, they don't believe the Lord. But you that really believe the Lord, I know, amen, of a truth. You try to steer around sin all you can. You don't want sin. It's live in your mind and in your body. And our uh, identification with him in his death give us all the benefits which he died. The idea is that he did it for us all. He did it for us all. He did it for every human being that has ever been created, amen, upon the face of earth. Jesus died for us. Wherefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death. We are buried with him by baptism unto death. Not only did we die with him, but we were buried with him as well, which means that all the sin and transgression our past were buried. When they put him in the tomb, they put all of our sins into that tomb as well. That like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we shall also walk in the newness of life. No matter what's around us and what other people have done, a Christian have a separated life from the world. I say a Christian has a separated life from the world. We don't act like the world. We don't do like the world. Our lives ought to be an example of Christ's life. When it comes to a point now, man, it's so it's it's so hard to distinguish a Christian life and a worldly person life. But when Jesus was on the earth and he was set an example for us to live, everybody knew he was different. He was hated, but he didn't, they knew he was different. And he done told us, "You're gonna be hated by all nations for my name's sake." Because we are buried with him. Now we done rose, amen, we're walking in the newness of life. We died with him. We were buried with him, and his resurrection was our resurrection to a newness of life. We don't walk in the oldness of life no more. I'm giving, some, giving, giving you some highlights again. But where we were on last week in Colossians, amen, picks that up to and 13 and says, and ye are completed in him, 
which is the head of all principalities and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hand, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You are buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has risen him from the dead. And you being dead to your sins and the circumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you of all your trespassing. Amen. Saved by baptism. Amen. We are we we, we we when we come into Jesus, we were baptized unto Jesus Christ. Can you really spiritually hear that tonight? We were baptized unto Jesus Christ. Not unto water, but unto Jesus. Is water baptism necessary? And water baptism is essential for every Born again is to go down in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins. And Apostle Peter picked that up and said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Baptism is essential to the New Testament salvation. Just as circumcised were important to the Hebrew covenant relationship with Jehovah, amen, we got to be baptized in water. Amen. Obeying the word of God. Does the water save you? The water does not save you. But it is a essential part of salvation. As we made the criteria of the Jewish, amen, people in the olden days, if they was not circumcised, amen, there was no hope for them being saved, amen, accepted. Amen to Jehovah as their Lord. They had to be circumcised of the flesh. But now in this new dispensation of time, we don't have to be circumcised of the flesh. We have to be circumcised of the spirit. In other words, the Lord, amen, has to cut the foreskin of our heart. Amen. Paul will let the Jews know, amen, in this dispensation of time, if you circumcise, it it, 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 it it profits nothing. And if you're uncircumcised in the natural, it still didn't profit you anything. But you've got to be circumcised of your heart. In other words, Jesus come to clean our hearts. He come to clean our mind. At the end of the time, amen, thanks and praise be to the Lord, allowing us, amen, He's just to see one day after another day. He's given us opportunity is to be circumcised. Circumcised of the heart. And that is, let him cut away sin from your heart. Amen. And you be buried with him in baptism into Christ. Be buried with him. So many of us 
as were baptized into Jesus Christ. We were baptized unto his death. When Jesus died, we spiritually also died. And that's why we don't want sin. We don't engage in sin. <clears throat> to let sin range in our mother body that we should obey it in the lust thereof. No believer should want sin to just hang around in their body. If you if you have it wrong, if you have transgressed against the law of the Lord, if you can have an advocate with Jesus Christ. You can go to Jesus and ask Jesus, Jesus, forgive me. Only Jesus can forgive man of his sin. That's why the Pharisees didn't understand Jesus when Jesus, amen, sometimes says, amen, pick up and walk. Although sin has been forgiven, they didn't understand that because he looked like a man, but he was more than a man. He was he was the God-man that come down to us. He was God-man. God, capital G-O-D, was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels and preached unto the Gentiles and then received on up into glory. This God-man, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God-man comes down, amen, and lives on this earth that you and I can be saved. I pray God, amen. All is not going to be saved because the Scripture teaches us again that hell has enlarged herself. Amen. Hell was not made for mankind. Hell, in the beginning, it was not made for humanity, amen, at all. It was made for those disobedient angels and the devil himself that rebel against God. That's what hell was made for, amen, the devil and his angels. But somewhere down the line, Man, he was going to obey. He was going to obey the devil and not obey the laws of God and hell enlarge herself. And I don't know how great hell has enlarged herself, but we can see total rebellion upon the earth. In our day and time, in our generation and time, we can see total rebellion against the word of God. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. Amen. Praise the Lord. Circumcision, amen, was a sign of the covenant, amen, of, of the Old Testament. The ark, uh, the, uh, the, uh, eight souls, amen, were saved by water. Israel, amen, was baptized unto Moses in the clouds and in the Red Sea. The brazen lather, the place of, of washing. Baptism in New Testament teaching. He was preached by John the Baptist, commissioned by Jesus, petitioned and indicated at Pentecost, practiced by the apostles, 
the benefit of baptism, the, the fullness of righteousness. To identify us with Christ being buried in the name of Jesus. So, beloved, tonight, as we extend this, the important other thing on this side is being buried, amen, with Christ. And if we be buried with Christ, we don't want to do anything against his will. Now, John the Baptist was a forerunner for Jesus Christ. John the Baptist, amen, he was the last old Testament prophet preaching water baptism for all people as preparing to receive their Messiah. You find that in Isaiah chapter 40 and 3, Matthews 3 and 3. John preached baptism of repentance. John preached baptism of repentance. John said, there is one that is coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm talking about amen. Water, amen, was for repentance. But John says, amen, there is one coming after me that I'm not uh, uh, worthy to tie his shoes. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Hey, and that with five. John preached repentance in Mark 1 and 4, which give insight to the reason for baptizing. Amen. Water baptism is all right, but you got to you're gonna have this spiritually baptism. You got to you got to you got to be buried in Jesus. Luke chapter three says three and three says, and he came unto all the countries about Jordan, preaching baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. The scripture and description concerning water baptism that they clearly define the way to be baptized. And John also was baptized in Enough, near to Selah, because there were much water there. They came and were baptized. John baptized them into, amen, repentance. According to John, much water was there. It was necessary to order to be baptized. The candidates say, amen, to be baptized. The Greek word baptismal means to emerge or submerge or to overwhelmingly, fully wet, clear water. Baptizing is to be done in water by emerging. Emerging is a type of the death of Jesus Christ. you got to be buried, buried. What are you burying? You're burying your sin. John the Baptist was so called because of his doctrine of baptism. Baptism could never be biblical or ministered by sprinkling 
the meaning of the word itself would prelude such an ideal. The ideal of sprinkling came from the unbiblical practice of some who baptized infants. It was not really in the word of God. The Greek word for sprinkling is a different word from rehatha, which gives us two important principles of baptism. Baptizing is done in water by emerging, and baptizing is done for the remission of our sin. Amen. You got to ask, amen. You got to have your sin removed from you. When you go down in water, it is a type. Amen. You're being buried with Jesus for the remission of your sin. And it is a type that you're being buried with him by water baptism. Amen. For your sin. John 3 and 35, he posted an interesting question when they arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jewish about purification. Though many commentators have given their opinion and ideal, it appears too much that the only difference in John baptism and baptism in the Emperor Church was the name that was called over the candidate in baptism. This scene evidenced by the rebaptizing of the disciples of John in Ephesus by the Apostle Paul. Paul asked them, amen, in the 19th chapter of Acts, well, what then were you baptized unto? They say unto John baptism. Paul said, but John barely baptized unto the baptism of repentance. And as they heard the word of the Lord, Paul told them to be rebaptized, if you remind. He said, be baptized, every one of you. In the name, the name means something. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And then you're going to receive power from on high. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was commissioned by Jesus. Jesus Christ and his disciples, they baptized people as John the Baptist. Psalm has question whether our Lord baptized the people. The author of the entire uh, entering on the baptism in the New Testament Bible dictionary answers the question well that Christ himself baptized his disciples and a matter to say that least invoke in doubt. Although it is probable that all the beginning of his ministry 
our Lord baptized those who believe in him. He not long afterward delegated the work to his disciples. John 4, 1 and 2. Amen. And but just a question to Jesus baptized, amen. But it looked from legal to me, amen, and to understand when you don't know something, somebody has to teach you. And Jesus was, and Jesus is our example. But after he made disciples, it was no need for him to, amen, baptize. Because, amen, that he gave that work to his disciples. And they carried out, amen, this very commission of Jesus Christ. The scripture are clearly that Jesus command water baptism. In Matthew 28 and 19, Jesus commanded water baptism. And that he and his disciples baptized more believers than John the Baptist. He commanded water baptism. It is just essential tonight for every born again child is to be baptized in water. But the water didn't save you. It's your faith. It is your faith that you have through Jesus Christ. That is what saved you. But you, your faith must learn to be obedient. If Jesus says it's necessary for you to be baptized in water, then, amen, you should not want to question that motive. Obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. John the Baptist seen Jesus coming and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who comes to take away the sins of the world. He come to be baptized. John, John wanted to bag up, and John says, John, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to baptize you. John realized who he was baptizing, or attempting to baptize. And he said, I'm not, I'm not worthy to, 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 to lay my hands on you. You, you too holy, you too pure, you too righteous for me. But Jesus told John, said, John, suffer it to be so for all righteousness. Suffer this thing to be so. The Gospel of Matthew and Mark both recorded, amen, that the Lord commissioned his disciples to baptize in Matthew 28. 18 and 20, Mark 16, 15 and 20, and in the book of Luke, baptism does not appear in his commission, but the principle and the reason for water baptism is there. It's for the remission of your sin. Should be preached in the name, the name is Jesus, the name is Jesus should be preached in the name among all nations. Can you just think about it? That salvation is in none other except the name of Jesus. Can you think about Jesus is the only one that comes and died for you? When you really look at Jesus, you have to ask the Lord for a revelation, a divine revelation. For, for Jesus is to reveal himself to you. He was not only the son of God, 
for he was God. For the remission of your sins, and ye shall preach in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Start, start at your headquarters. Amen. Everywhere you started up a church at, amen, that's where you start preaching, amen, uh, and being baptized in the name of Jesus. Luke 24 and 47. The commission gave by Jesus in this passion and his authoritative a commission to act in a prescribed manner or to act for, in behalf of, or in the place of another. Act upon what Jesus has told you. Obedience. So bury the children, amen, for the remission of their sins in the name of Jesus Christ, and they shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, there are so, so many of you, amen, out there tonight. You have not received the Holy Ghost. John's disciples had not received the Holy Ghost. In Acts 19, they said, we don't know whether there is a Holy Ghost or not. Don't fight the word of God. Obey the word of God. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Ghost, go to some church where they teach the Holy Ghost. And be buried in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. And you'll be obeying the word of God. Bible scholars sometimes call Matthew 28 and 19 the last commission because of its timing near the conclusion of Christ's earthly ministry. It contains commandment in a prescribed manner. However, it was not a baptismal service. It was a time of instruction to his disciples. Let me repeat that. At this time, amen, when Matthew 28 was actually acted upon it was not a baptismal service, but it was a time of instruction to his disciples. Now, even Matthew 20, 19 and 20 does not record the last words of our Lord. For the last words of Jesus prior to his ascending are recorded in Acts 1, 4, and 9. The petition and initiation at Pentecost. The disciples were already baptized by water. And at Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, they were already baptized by water. But now, when they went to Pentecost, being obedient unto the Lord, he said, go there and tarry until you be in Dharma. From on high. You find that in the book of St. Luke. Amen. Go there. Stay there until you. Stay there. Don't get up. Amen. Wait on the Holy Ghost. 
That, that's what the word tarry means, is to wait. But go there and look for something, expecting something that you didn't have. Amen. Until you be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Lord described this experience in John 7 and 28 as a river of living water. You've got rivers of living water down in you that need to be burst and need to rise up. Amen. But only the Holy Ghost can break these rivers. My God, you got so much repression in you that you haven't tapped into now. You got so much joy down in you that you don't know nothing about. You need the repression of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to Jesus. Flowing from within a person. It's down off in your belly. There's an old song that we used to sing, out of your belly, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You don't have to be dead, amen. You can live because Jesus will spring up in you a well of living water. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John 7, 39 plainly revealed that Jesus was speaking or receiving the Holy Ghost. When you receive that Holy Ghost, ah, praise the Lord. I cannot describe, amen, how great that Holy Ghost is. But, oh, praise the Lord, I can tell you, it'll change everything you have about you. When people heard of the unseen evidence in the upper room, they began to come to see for themselves what was happening. You know, amen, we are so curious, amen, as people. Anything, amen, that's going on, that's drawing any attention, amen, we're going to try to come and see what's going on. Sometimes, amen, on the freeways, amen, we get crowded up, amen. It don't even have to be on the side you're going on, but the traffic slow down because somebody had an accident. Everybody want to see what's going on. Well, when they heard of the, amen, day of Pentecost, the people, they, man, they wanted to come and see what was happening. And they witnessed the believers, they witnessed the believers, amen, be speaking with other tongues as they received the Holy Ghost. They witnessed some, amen, they had never seen before. The believer was speaking in a new tongue. And by the way, that tongue is God's tongue. Tongue, amen, God understands tongues. Man does not understand tongues unless God give an interpreter in the midst of it. Tongues is for God. Tongues is for a sign, not to the believer, but to them that believe it's not. As the apostle Peter preached the message of Jesus Christ to those who came, the Holy Ghost conceived their heart. It convicted their heart. And they asked, what shall we do? Peter was ready to answer them. Remember, Peter was the one that Jesus had gave the keys to the kingdom, gave the authority to speak. And Peter rose up, amen. He, amen. Peter was ready to, amen, answer them, for the Lord has prepared him for this occasion. Oh, my God, have the Lord prepared you for this occasion at this hour in the stand up and preach 
his word. Are you prepared? In the midst of a doubting generation, in, in the midst of a cursing generation, are you prepared to stand up and preach the word under the anointing of the Holy Ghost? We, I, I'm very sorry we got coward ministers. They will not stand up and preach the unadulterated word of God when they feel they touching somebody, amen, that is so supposed to be important in the world or to them. They will shine down on it and won't tell the truth. But I want you to remember your brother John the Baptist told Aaron, Aaron, I know you're a king. Aaron, I know you got authority. And I know men and women honor you from everywhere, but what you are done is wrong. It may have called John the Baptist's head, but John stood for truth. He gave Peter the keys of the kingdom of heaven. From the day of Pentecost, amen, up to now, we had to go through Peter to get the keys. We had to go through Peter to get the knowledge, to get the understanding of what it meant about having the authority of Jesus Christ. Matthew 16 and 19 says, Peter stood and he preached to the gathering of the crowd and clearly and concisely, a concise message for the redemption. He said to them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, according to Acts 2 and 38. It's not to my surprising, but we're living in a time now that theologians that are supposed to be teaching the Word of God they don't want you to teach about receiving the Holy Ghost. They feel like that was an old thing, old time thing, once amen for the disciples. But in our modern day and age, they don't think it's for us. But the Bible says in the 39th chapter of the book of Acts, for the promise is unto you and unto your children and to those that are far off, even as many as our Lord God shall call. The promise of the Holy Ghost is for you. You can't get around it. I don't care how morally good you are, how much you give, and amen, how much you bless the people. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you won't see Jesus in peace. Stand up and preach. Don't be no coward. Preachers, you ain't going to be loved by everybody, but stand up and, 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 and amen. Take what, what, what what's for you. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paul in the Pentecostal upper room service. 
the disciples baptized about 3,000 individuals. And the church grew according to Acts 2, 41 through 47. There was a pattern of the New Testament church. It was practiced, amen, it was practiced by the apostles. Everywhere the disciples preached the gospel, they always baptized their converts. Hello? Was, he went to Samaritan and he baptized both men and women according to Acts 28 and 12. Following the baptism, Philip baptized <laughs> Sir Peter and John came to Samaritan and laid their hands on the Samaritan. Peter, amen. And John went down to Samaritan. He is a hip. Philip, amen. A great revival broke out because a man of God stood and went preached baptism in Jesus' name and for the remission of sin. Later, as Philip traveled from Samaritan, he met this Ethiopian and they talked to him about salvation. You know, when you meet somebody, somebody, everybody don't know about salvation, amen. You need to talk to somebody and see do they know anything about Jesus. Everybody's not going to accept you, but somebody wants to know who Jesus is. And remember, this was a, a, diverse, a, a diverse nation, amen. This was the Ethiopian, amen, down in a Samaritan area. They were mixed people. And there was a lot of hatred going on. But God's love is greater than the hate. Philip baptized this Ethiopian, amen, according to Acts 8, 36 and 38. In Acts, amen, 10, 44 and 48, the apostle Peter preached to, the, to those gathered in the house of Cornelius. And the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Oh, praise the Lord. God has never stopped pouring out his spirit. Says in Joel, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men dream dreams, and your young men shall see vision. I'm talking about, amen, being buried. 
in Jesus' name. Later, as Philip traveled, amen, to Samaritan, he met this Ethiopian, and he preached salvation to him. And Peter, amen, preached it to Cornelius' house. Amen. This was a Gentile man that the Holy Ghost was not supposed to come to, according to the Jews. But God has no respect of a person. The Lord loves you, and he'll pour out his spirit upon you if you allow him. Those spoke with tongues. They spoke with tongues. And Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Amen. When the Lord, amen, comes, he commands us is to baptize you in his name. We are better with him by baptism. Baptize you in his name. Any name won't do. It's got to be the name of Jesus. Clearly, Peter did not view baptism as an option with regard to salvation. And that's 19, the Apostle Paul found some of John the Baptist's disciples at Ephesus, and he questioned them about their baptism and found that they were baptized accordingly to John's baptism. But he rebaptized them in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me, church? Search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify to me. Search the scripture. See, are you, are you honoring the word of God? Go and be baptized in Jesus' name, Father, in mission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Acts. 19 and 5. They were obedient. Amen. Yes, they obeyed John. And they were baptized for the remission of their sins, but they needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus that they might receive that precious Holy Ghost. Baptism to fulfill all righteousness. This is what Jesus said to John. It is important to notice the events concerning the baptism of Jesus. Jesus was from Galilee to Jordan River. When John the Baptist was baptized, when Jesus asked John to baptize him, Jesus replied, John replied, that he should not be baptized Jesus, but that Jesus should baptize him. John was saying again, I'm not worthy to baptize this man. According, amen, to the book of Matthew, the Lord, amen, told John, he said, suffer it to be so now, for thus it become us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him to be so. And John baptized Jesus. Oh, I'm talking tonight, amen. You ought to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. My time, amen, is Going out from under me. God bless you. We love you. Back into the hands of my counsel. My counsel.
Thank you, everybody who listened into our show. We say thank you and God bless you. Uh, this has been the Blessings by Grace Radio Hour. Please tune in next Wednesday night. We will have prayer, 9.30 p.m. sharp, Blessings by Grace Radio Hour, for the weekly Food for the Soul prayer session. Call in next Wednesday. We'll be here. We love you. If you go to Greater All Nations, Bishop will see you on Sunday. And if you don't, well, you got to be there to get your blessings. We love you. And may God eternally and richly bless you. Good night, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye. God bless. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.